0: I was just in awe of all the runners around me all ages all sizes all kinds of people and they were amazing and then I thought to myself if they were amazing then surely that meant I was amazing too
1: I'm Amy Lane and in a second I'm going to hand over to Scarlett She takes us back in full to her unforgettable run at Exeter Marathon. Over the course of 26.2 miles, Scarlett used the run-walk method to help her tick off mile after mile after mile. So over to Scarlett
0: to share her most memorable run. Hi, I'm Scarlett and I'll never forget when I ran a marathon nine months after having my baby. I've always had a love-hate relationship with running. I love getting outside and feeling strong, but having grown up doing a lot of sport and inherently quite competitive, mostly with myself, I hate feeling like I'm not fast enough, not good enough. But running a marathon has always been something I've wanted to do. So I signed up for Edinburgh Marathon and pledged to raise money for Combat Stress, an amazing charity which supports veterans' mental health. I put a lot of pressure on myself to get what I considered to be a good time. So much so that I convinced myself that if I didn't get the time I wanted, then what was the point of doing it in the first place? In hindsight, this was such a limiting mindset. I worked hard and trained lots, but unfortunately, due to COVID, the marathon was cancelled. Instead of doing the marathon remotely, like I should have, I didn't. And time passed. I ended up getting pregnant with my first baby, and so running a marathon was off the cards. I was pretty active during the pregnancy, lots of walking and swimming, mainly because I enjoyed it, but also because I was told it would help get the baby in what they call an optimal position for birth. Unfortunately, this wasn't the case for us and my due date quickly came and passed. I was so convinced she would arrive in her own time when she was good and ready. But 19 days past my due date, we could wait no longer and I finally agreed to an induction. Long story short, it was a pretty miserable experience. Exhausting, painful and at times pretty traumatic. In the end, I ended up having a cesarean. Now, I am so grateful that our little girl arrived into the world safely. She was certainly worth the wait. The recovery from the cesarean was physically challenging and painful. But in the early days, the toughest part was feeling that my body had failed me in some way. It seems silly to say that now. But in those early days, I really felt like my body had failed, not able to do what I felt it should have. Having raised money for combat stress, the marathon was still hanging over me and I knew I wouldn't have time to train once I was back at work, so I decided I needed to get it done. At six months postpartum, I entered Exeter Marathon, giving myself three months to train. Exeter was near to where I had grown up and boasted a flat course suitable for beginners. Perfect. Obviously, with a young baby, it was hard to fit in regular training. Physically, I felt okay, although my C-section incision did hurt, especially after long runs. Strength training definitely would have helped with this. I didn't really tell anyone I'd entered the marathon. My brother knew because I needed a babysitter for the race, and I told a couple of girlfriends for support. I didn't tell my husband until a couple of weeks before. I think if I'm really honest with myself, this was because I couldn't stomach failing to do another marathon I had made a commitment to do. Two weeks before the marathon, I had an absolute crisis of confidence and was about ready to pull out. Secretly, super glad I hadn't told many people about it in the first place. At this point, I hadn't run for three weeks and suddenly the idea of doing the run seemed crazy and, if I'm honest, totally stupid. Luckily, a good friend reached out and asked if I wanted to go for a run with her. Running with her that day reminded me exactly why I was doing it in the first place. So, two weeks before the run, I busied myself with figuring out how I was going to manage it. The goal was simple. Finish the marathon in the six-hour time limit. That meant an average pace of 13 minute 43 second miles. Okay, I thought, that sounds halfway manageable. But when I tried to run at this pace, it felt uncomfortable. I couldn't find a rhythm. I knew that a comfortable pace for me was around a 10-minute mile mark. But I also knew that a marathon at that pace on the training I had done just wasn't sustainable. So I came up with a compromise. What if I ran four minutes at a comfortable pace and then walked a minute? I'd already done walk running with couch to 5k, so it seemed like a sensible plan. Suddenly, the goal seemed a little more manageable. The marathon is two loops of 13 miles using the canal and footpaths. I think about 300 people were entered, which did nothing to calm my nerves on the morning when I arrived. The sun was shining and the atmosphere was lovely, but I couldn't help but think, really unhelpfully, God, everyone looks like they're going to be faster than me. I reminded myself of the plan. Four minutes running, one minute walking, just get round. Joe Pavey started the race with some encouraging words and suddenly we were off. I started my watch and settled in at the back of the runners. Supporters and spectators shouted words of encouragement and it wasn't long before the first four minutes were up. I looked around. People were still watching and I thought, I don't want to walk with people watching me so close to the star. So I carried on running. And I am so glad at this point I had a really strong word with myself. Already, at only four minutes in, I was letting my ego and pride lead the run. This challenge just wasn't about that. I berated myself for being so ridiculous and reminded myself that it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. Just do your own thing. I committed to walking at the end of the next four minutes. Four minutes run, one minute walk, over and over and over. Initially, the miles passed slowly, but then six miles were done. Then ten miles, and then I had finished the first 13-mile lap the run-walk was working. The only downside of this method was that there was no one to run with. I would slowly overtake someone on the run, only for them to plod past me on my minute of walking. But when I looked around, I was just in awe of all the runners around me. All ages, all sizes, all kinds of people, and they were amazing. And then I thought to myself, if they were amazing, Then surely that meant I was amazing too. And suddenly I started to soak it all in and enjoy. At mile 23, I saw my family. They were all cheering me on and it was a massive boost. But as I left them for the final three miles, the real fight for the finish began. Tired, heavy legs complained and all I could keep repeating was just keep going forward. Keep going. Keep going. Slowly, the finish was in sight. Seeing my little girl in the arms of my husband as I approached the finish line was a feeling like no other. I had done it. I was exhausted, elated, proud, but mostly relieved it was done. I can officially say I am a marathoner. I finished in a time that the person I was before I had a baby would have been embarrassed by. Of course, there isn't such a thing as an embarrassing marathon time. In fact, it's the least interesting thing about the run. There are so many things this run has taught me. I've learned that the conditions don't need to be perfect to achieve big things. And the hardest thing is putting yourself out there and embracing the vulnerability you feel when saying, I'm going to give it a go. I don't think I'm alone in saying we can be so incredibly cruel when we talk about our bodies. Criticise what they look like, what they can and can't do. Obsessively compare about what we do and don't have. When we got home after the run and I sat sore and tired feeding my little girl. For the first time I let go of those feelings of failure I had been harbouring about my body's refusal to go into labour. It also felt good to be reminded that my body could do hard things beyond growing, birthing and feeding a baby. I made a promise to myself to be kinder to my body, respectful of all the things it's done when I've demanded it. Not an easy promise for sure. On bad days, those negative thoughts still eke in, I won't deny, but they are quieter, for now at least. I think most people who do a marathon say the actual doing of the marathon is only one small part of the journey and I couldn't agree more. I'm Scarlett and that was my most memorable run. Thank you Scarlett for taking us back to that run and to you guys for listening. I hope
1: today's show is giving you all some food for thought and perhaps will inspire you to enjoy a breather during your own runs or maybe go a little bit further by putting in some walking breaks. If you've got a story to share, do slide into my DMs. I'm wellness underscore ed on Instagram. And postpartum mummers, it's wise to have a once over with a health professional before starting a new workout plan and do follow a progressive return to exercise. That's me done for today, so enjoy your breakfast, brunch, Or perhaps you're out on an evening run listening to this. I'll be back tomorrow with another Welfare Daily.